Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson. Good to chat with you again. My article is up on the site talking about... Well, you go read it. It got a lot of really good responses. And I'm making a case to take advantage of a very good tight end draft class. And go tell me what you think, because I've gotten a lot of good comments on it. Open some eyes to a different way of thinking. Um, but today's podcast is a two-parter. First one, let's talk Lamar Jackson. I think we need to discuss this situation. And then the second half, Matt Bowen from ESPN does great work. He put out his top 100 free agents. And I want to start at 100 and start working up at just some guys that aren't household names that would be, you know, maybe five or six dudes that the Steelers should kick the tires on or could really be in, involved with. So, Lamar. If you don't quite understand it, they put, there's two franchise tags. They put the non-exclusive. And what that means for them is Lamar can negotiate with any team in the league. They can come up with a contract and he signs it. When that happens, the Ravens then say, okay, thanks for negotiating the contract that we couldn't get done. We will match that. And Lamar, that's your contract as a Baltimore Raven. And I think that's what the Ravens want to happen because they couldn't get the deal done. So someone else negotiated for us and we'll sign it too and we'll keep our quarterback. But if they decide, wow, that's not a contract we're interested in, then they get two first round picks in return, which frankly isn't nearly enough for Lamar Jackson. But I think the Ravens way of thinking on this is, well, we're just going to match whatever deal, you know, I mean, someone's going to negotiate a deal. We'll match it. Two first round picks isn't enough. Then we got our quarterback and then you could still sign and trade him, I think too. I mean, it doesn't guarantee that he shows up or whatever, but you know, he, he has a contract that he approved, but it's with his old team, not his new team. I think that's what the Ravens want. So as it comes out that he's getting franchised, just so happens that reports come out that Atlanta, Washington, Carolina, I think Indy was the other one, or all the su suspects you would think are not interested. Nah, we're not going to talk to them. And my logic behind why they wouldn't is, why are we going to waste all our time with this guy when you're just going to match the contract? You just want us to do your dirty work, Baltimore. You know, so... I think by putting this tag on him as opposed to the exclusive where only the Ravens could talk to him doesn't ensure that he's going to be a Raven, but I think it's a much stronger indication that he'll go to Baltimore. Now, do I believe all those teams aren't interested and aren't at least going to get in touch with Lamar's people? I was about to say his agent, but he doesn't have an agent. Uh, I don't believe that. I really don't. Now, I do think that there is truth to what I said, though, that why are we going to waste all this time and get our hopes up and Lamar signs the contract that we negotiated with him and that was a hard negotiation for Baltimore? Why is it going to be easier for us if Baltimore's just going to match it anyways? And we're wasting time and money and efforts and we could be doing other things to find our quarterback. I do think there's truth to that. However, Matthew Berry's very dialed in. You guys know who he is. I was at ESPN with him for 10 years. I saw him at the Combine. Great dude. And he wrote an article for NBC that he works for now about the 30-some things I learned at the Combine, you know, just things he picked up. And Matthew, coincidentally, maybe not coincidentally, is a lifelong Washington fan, Commander fan. And his first bullet point of his article was, is, Matthew, is Daniel Snyder selling or not? And the second bullet point was, maybe Washington and Daniel Snyder 
kind of gives the league the finger on the way out and and signs Lamar. And what I'm going to where I'm going with this is it only takes one team just like happened with Watson and the Browns to give Lamar the contract he wanted, which is the Watson deal plus a dollar or plus 10% or whatever or exactly the deal. Guaranteed contract. And why I bring up Washington is if you're Snyder and all these owners hate you and you're a disgrace, blah, 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 blah. I could give Lamar his deal, the exact deal you want, fully guaranteed Lamar, boom, signs it. Now that puts Baltimore in a bind because just days ago, he goes to Baltimore saying, I want a fully guaranteed Watson deal. The answer is no, Lamar. Sorry. Now you're up against it. You're either letting him walk which, if it's Washington, this is bad for Baltimore. And I think this is what Steeler fans want. They would, Washington, or Baltimore would get the 16th pick, which is really late, you know, compared to some of these other teams. And Washington's first-round picks next year with a Lamar-led commander's team that's probably a playoff team. You know, so the 16th pick this year and the 24th pick next year for Lamar Jackson – that's a great deal for Washington. That's a terrible deal for Baltimore, just from a football perspective. Then Baltimore's got to go find a quarterback. You know, like, now who's my quarterback? So, and why I bring up, you know, Schneider so much here is he's been hated in Washington and all that. And, you know, he could give Lamar his deal. And I think Carolina could maybe do this too because they're an aggressive ownership, a new owner, that Washington gives Lamar that guaranteed deal. And then puts the team up for sale. And all of a sudden, maybe you're more attractive to the next buyer because you have a guy that puts butt in the seats, butts in the seats, and you have a quarterback. You haven't had one there forever. Fans that hate you will remember you as boy, the Daniel Snyder era was horrible. Hated that guy. But he got us Lamar at the end, and we were pretty good. <laughs> you know, like kind of a a mic drop, get out of there on a good note finally. And you maybe sell the team for more. And he kind of sticks it to the owners and says, uh-huh, I don't have to worry about this anymore. The new precedent in the league, Cincinnati, Chargers, Burrow Herbert, Hurts, guys like that. Now there's two guaranteed quarterback contracts out there. How on earth does Burrow, Herbert, Hurts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, not ask for that. You can't just call the Browns deal an outlier anymore. You know, two teams have done this now. This is now a precedence. So I find it very interesting. So that's pretty much all I got on the subject, but I thought it was a kind of a different perspective for you. Uh, I'll be back in a minute and we'll go through that free agency, free agency list. So counting down from 100 down, we'll just pick, you know, five or six names or wherever we come up with here. Um, Gardner Minshew's at 100. Just to give you an idea of how deep 100 is on the free agency market, he's a backup. If you were to move on to Trubisky, Minshew's as good a name as I could come up with. He's 27 years old. You know, he wouldn't be as expensive as Trubisky. So I'm just throwing him out there. Uh, Devin Singletary's at 99. Nope. Austin Hooper, 98. Nope. Alex Singleton is an inside linebacker for the Denver Broncos. He's the 97th ranked um, free agent here on, on Bowen's list. 
good consolation prize. You know, 29 years old, coming off a really good deal year, productive, not super high upside, but the Steelers would have killed for Alex Singleton last year. Heck of a lot better than Spillane. He's not going to be super expensive. The more I look at this inside linebacker market, and I've been telling you guys this for a thousand years, is it's a great inside linebacker market for free agency. And I think I would spend there if I were the Steelers. But history shows the top of the market guys, and I'm looking at you, Mr. Edmonds, almost always bust and aren't worth the money people invest in them, you know, offseason after offseason. So I might be shopping not in the bargain bin at inside linebacker, because I definitely want to bring some at least one in from outside the organization. But I'm not shopping the top row liquor. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm on the second shelf. Singleton's probably a third shelf guy, but it's just a name you should know. Uh, Bradley Bozeman's a center. No. Damian Harris, the running back. No. Andrew Wiley, the tackle. No. Baker Mayfield, absolutely not. Um, I don't think wide receivers in the cards for the Steelers in free agency unless it's three weeks after free agency opens and there's just a cheap deal out there. But I've brought up Paris Campbell to you guys before. 26 years old. He's been very injured, but he's coming off his best year. I really liked him coming out of Ohio State. Slot guy. I know this is going to, you know, not going to love hearing this, but good end around guy, good gimmicky kind of guy. You know, we know how that flies around here, but I like the player. Here's one I like a lot is the 91st ranked guy on this list is 28 year old Ashawn Robinson. He is like 6'4 ish. 330, every bit of that, run-stuffing, full-grown man. I mean, he is a load to move. I remember looking at him at the Combine coming out of Bama. He looked like he was 30 years old then. He just has man strength. The man's double teams would be a massive upgrade. He hasn't really been a true nose, but that's how his style of game would be a massive upgrade over Alu-Alu and would make Adams your number two. Um I like that signing a lot. I don't think it would be overly expensive. Uh, number 90 is Kareem Hunt. No. Bradbury, the center. No. Denzel Perryman's on this list at 88. Um, he's a linebacker for the Raiders. Charger before that. He's 30, though. And I've always kind of respected his game. But he's not the style I want. He's kind of a between-the-tackles, old-school thumper. Really plays hard. I mean, he had a pretty good year for the Raiders. Leader, well-respected. I just want a better athlete, to be honest with you. So, it wouldn't be terrible, but it's not the best thing. We talked about Eric Hendricks the other day. He's 87th on the list. I would be interested. So, but you can get my thoughts on him there. Hayden Hurst, a tight end, no. Robert Woods, a receiver, no. Jamal Williams, running back, no thank you. Uh, Marcus Epps is 27-year-old safety for the Eagles. I would rather go the Edmonds KZ route, and I think Epps might be a little more expensive than those guys. But he has versatility and would be a good compliment to Minka. Maybe, you know, if he's out there a week after free agency, I would consider it because with two safeties up, maybe you don't bring your own back and you go outside the team. Another linebacker that kind of fits the, the Broncos mold we just talked about is Cole Holcomb from Washington. Um, he only played seven games, but was very, very productive in those seven games. He's a an upgrade over what they had last year. They would have killed for Cole Holcomb. He's only 27, but I think you can do better. I mean, that's a little too bargain basement-y for me at the, at the linebacker position. The Browns cut John Johnson. 
because he was just too expensive. It was a bad contract. 27 years old. Similar to Epps, but I might like him more than Epps. You know, in terms of Johnson and Minka as your two starting safeties, that's pretty strong. I mean, he's still a better player, in my opinion, than KZ or Edmonds. I'd be interested in John Johnson. Obviously, they'd know a lot about him. Play too high with him. He can walk down the box. He's a good player. Marcus Mariota, no. Alexander Madison, no. Uh, here's a name probably a lot of you guys don't know. Some of these linebackers I'm digging deep on. Um, Saints, Caden Ellis. He's 28 years old. Um, he's did, done some good things. I mean, he didn't come in the league with a lot of fanfare. Made a lot of plays for the Saints. Pretty disruptive guy. Um, seems like an up-and-comer. Versatile. Can pretty much use him wherever. Excels as a blitzer as well. Wish he was a little younger and had a little more pedigree. But Caden Ellis, again, is fits the mold of sort of bargain basement shopping, but a lot better than what they had last year. Do a couple more here. Andy Dalton's a no for me. Melvin Ingram's a no. Uh, Juan Thornhill would be in that same. Some of these safeties are kind of piquing my interest a little bit because I didn't think they'd go down this route. It's just if Edmonds and KZ don't work out, you could upgrade with Thornhill. You could upgrade with Johnson. Thornhill's only 27 years old. He has a lot of versatility to his game. More of a coverage player. Has a little bit of a corner background. But you match him up on Mark Andrews, things like that. He would be pretty useful. So he's number 75 on this list. Uh, Jermaine Illuminor is an offensive tackle. I think you're not shopping in the tackle market of starters. Justin Houston, we've talked about him before. That interests me. 34-year-old, productive dude. He's had a lot of sacks in his career. Could pretty much be a depth dude. It'd be much like the Ingram signing was designed to be, but with a different guy that you would hope works out better. And you can usually find these 30-plus-year-old edge rushers that are productive, that know how to get it done in the league um, at a reasonable price, you know, because they're spot players. Taylor Rapp's a safety from the Rams. I'm not quite as big on him as those other guys. He's only 25, though. He's a good player. Again, he'd be an upgrade. He's better than the two Steelers, you know, that are hitting free agency, but not by leaps and bounds. Wouldn't want to overpay for him, but I doubt the Rams bring him back. So there's a handful of these safeties if the Steelers don't bring back their own that there would be just fine. Uh, last one I want to talk about here is Kazier White, inside linebacker from the Eagles. And maybe we'll do this tomorrow. Maybe we'll go from like 70 up because there's a ton of names here. Um, he's 27 years old. He... Really runs well. I mean, he's a little bit undersized, white, and that he was kind of a safety turn linebacker type, but made a lot of plays. Um, both the Eagles linebackers are hitting free agency, and both would be upgrades here. Both are ascending players. But white's not talked about enough, and I'd be fine with the Steelers bringing him in. So I don't think he'd cost a ton either. So a lot of names here, and maybe we'll do this again tomorrow, depending on what else is popping. Um, but for now, we will ha hang it up over and out. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.